Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Civilians to depart. Joe Manchin, a moderate Democrat in a very red state. He came out and stood with the picketers. This is an issue that should be decided in each state. Gargling with salt water. Whoa, what are you doing? He's just camping. Well, I knew who he was. God blessed us. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. Humanitarian help. Israel has agreed to pause every day for four hours in the war with Hamas in Gaza. To permit civilians to depart, increase the flow of aid, as well as enable conditions for the release of hostages. In Gaza, it's getting dire. There are shortages and fights over food, water, fuel, medical supplies. The WHO is now warning of an outbreak of disease. There are about a half a million people still in Gaza. Hamas terrorists are holding about 230 hostages in underground tunnels beneath the city. A lawmaker just made a big 2024 announcement that could impact the balance of power in the U.S. Senate. Joe Manchin won't be running again. Joe Manchin, a moderate Democrat in a very red state in West Virginia, which was won overwhelmingly by Donald Trump in 2020, has been a pivotal vote on so many matters in the narrowly divided U.S. Senate. And he faced an uphill climb in his run for re-election. He says he will try to unite the middle of America in his future endeavors. He's been a U.S. senator since 2010. It means Republicans have a good shot at a Senate seat in red West Virginia. The U.S. Senate currently has 48 Democrats and 49 Republicans. President Biden was in Illinois today celebrating the reopening of an auto plant. The auto workers were glad to have him there. He came out and stood with the picketers. He's always been for us, with us. He proved that. Biden was toting the deal they made with the big three car makers. SAG actors have reached a bargaining deal, and it means all your favorite movies and shows will start production again. It's such a feeling of joy and of triumph over adversity and not quitting. They were on strike for four months. Everybody is going to be fighting over these actors because we've got six, eight months of productions that all want to shoot at the same time. So what's next? We expect some comedies, particularly network comedies like for CBS, will go into production right away. Dramas may be a little bit longer. It might take a few weeks to get the soundstage open, reassemble the crews, and also the shows that they had been waiting to cast, you know, actors in, those will take a few months to get restarted. They'll begin recording once the deal is ratified. It was a testy night for the third GOP president debate in Miami, the issue of abortion on stage. I would certainly, as President of the United States, have a 15-week national limit. No Republican president can ban abortions any more than a Democrat president can ban these state laws. So let's find consensus. This is an issue that should be decided in each state. This pundit says what was interesting was that no one really went after Donald Trump, who's dozens of points ahead of them all. Would anything that happened over the course of those two hours on the debate stage change up the dynamics enough to try to cut into former President Trump's lead. He is crushing in these polls. And here's the thing. Listen, we'll see what voters say over the course of the next couple of weeks as more polls come out. But none of the candidates really took an opportunity to go after former President Trump. 
In New York City, the former president's civil fraud trial is moving forward. Trump's attorneys tried to convince a judge to end the $250 million trial, but the judge said no. On Monday, Donald Trump Jr. will return to the stand, this time for the defense. In addition, Eric Trump is expected to return to the stand as well. The first ever eye transplant appears to be a success in New York City. In late May, a team of 140 surgeons at NYU Langone Health completed the very first first whole eye transplant in a living person. 46-year-old Aaron James was electrocuted with a 7,200-volt shock at work, and he lost his eye, his nose, and his arm. His lead doctor says he's a walking miracle. We don't have sight yet, but I'm an optimist. And the one thing for sure that I can say now is that we are one step closer. James's wife of 20 years has been by his side through the whole thing. She says it's been five months and his eye is showing remarkable signs of health. New data shows there's a cheap and easy way to battle COVID-19. Gargling with salt water four times a day for two weeks seems to ease COVID-19 symptoms and can cut the odds of being hospitalized significantly. That's according to a study from the University of Texas Health Center in Houston. A new Gallup poll shows seven 77% of American workers want a four-day work week. Companies are still reluctant to implement such a policy, despite studies that show it adds to worker productivity. The poll reveals that employees are willing to work more hours in exchange for an extra day off. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, Burham in court, Patrick Dye in court, Cornell students at Congress, and... A 12-ton Norway spruce from Vestal, New York, on its way to New York City. Those stories after weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Chilly tonight, cloudiness breaking to reveal partly cloudy skies that turn clear at times overnight. The low temperature 35 to 40 colder in some rural valleys. For your Friday, clouds and some mixed sunshine. High temperatures mid-40s to the mid-50s. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a brief shower or flurry, except... Partly sunny and sunshine in eastern Pennsylvania. High temperature Saturday in the 40s. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Convicted murderer and jail escapee Michael Burham pleaded guilty in Warren County, Pennsylvania today. He faces over 35 charges, including 17 felonies, ranging from kidnapping to burglary to escape. After leading multiple police agencies on a manhunt for 10 straight days in western Pennsylvania, this couple saw him about a mile before he was captured by 200 police officers. And I got on the golf cart and started driving down to the creek. And Tucker's still barking. And we get down there and um, started driving up the edge of the creek. And Cindy gets out of the cart to get the dog. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy stands up. And I says, whoa, what are you doing? He says, camping. Well, I knew who he was as soon as he stood up and I saw him. And uh, I said, Cindy, get back in the cart. Let's go. I said, okay, have a nice day. And we started driving back. He says, dial 911. Let someone deal with it that knows how to deal with that kind of thing versus trying to be a, a real hero. <laughs> they sure did. They got him. It's unlikely Burham receives the maximum sentence, but the charges that he has now carry a 261-year prison sentence and a half-million-dollar fine. Another court case we are watching closely today out of Cornell University in Ithaca. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has this. 21-year-old Patrick Dye appeared in a courtroom in Syracuse to see if a judge would grant bail. That answer? No. Dai is accused of making violent death threats online against Jewish students at the university. His mother says she believes his decision-making was impacted when he was on an anti-anxiety medication. No word on when Dai will next appear in court. 
Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. From appearing in court to appearing in Congress, college kids from upstate New York made their voices heard on Capitol Hill. A student from Cornell and another at the University of Buffalo both testified Wednesday about the growing threat of anti-Semitism during a House hearing. No student should ever live in fear for their safety, regardless of background or religion. Regardless of what side of the political aisle you reside on, it should be common ground that no student deserves to be threatened mistreated or silenced on campus due to their personal beliefs. Conservative students currently face a relentless uphill battle for representation on campus. Lawmakers are investigating that delicate line between free speech and hate speech. A suspect is in custody after a barn fire at Tioga Downs in Nichols, New York. That has been ruled an act of arson. The blaze destroyed a horse barn and killed at least 12 racehorses. One person suffered minor injuries. Pro-lifers in New York and Pennsylvania blame media coverage of the abortion issue for the election night losses suffered by Republicans at the ballot box. That certainly is a challenge for pro-life candidates right now to figure out how to message on the pro-life issue in a winning way. Here's Michael Gear with the Pennsylvania Family Institute. We've had 50 years almost under Roe versus Wade with abortion on demand. People have learned from that and then we have untruths that are being spoken in these campaigns and it is a challenging situation to try to get the truth out especially when we have the media serving as a megaphone to continue to promote these untruths about what abortion is and about the treatment that is available. Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedom says this. I do think we have to talk about extremism on abortion, and most Republicans are still afraid of the issue and are not talking about it. Pro-choice activists have enshrined abortion rights into law in seven states since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Pressure is on Pennsylvania to legalize recreational marijuana. This is what residents are saying about pot use in the Keystone State. I don't like it. I don't think it should be legal. If someone wants to smoke a little marijuana, that's on them. You know, as long as it doesn't affect me, fine. Opponents say recreational marijuana would create safety issues on Pennsylvania roads and contribute to the drug addiction epidemic. What do you do when you don't agree on medical values? A Christian psychology professor in Pennsylvania says medical researchers should only have one seat at the table when it comes to your body. They have no more or less expertise than the average citizen about questions such as, given this level of danger, it's a complex issue whether or not we should give up our freedom. The point at which we should decide to give up our freedom given certain risks. And when we cede that to just one group that's a specialist group, we lose that complexity. We lose all of the other things about education, psychology, freedom, politics. What tests do you do and how do you do treatment and how do you explain your choices to family and friends? Dr. Luke Conway spoke with her own Greg Gillespie about medical authoritarianism. He says there have been great social debates among Christians about how to handle things like masks and COVID-19. Conway says it's all about truth and love if you disagree. You know what the Bible says about fear? What drives out fear? Perfect love. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to take their side. You don't have to agree with your political opponents to love them. But we've got this idea in our head that love and agreement are the same thing. And that's clearly false. You actually love begins where agreement ends. Jesus said to love your enemies. He didn't say agree with your enemies. We don't have to agree with them. The New Testament is is replete with people who are disagreeing vigorously. The church doesn't need a cower in a corner. At the same time, vigorous but respectful and loving disagreement can, in a sense, undo part of the authoritarian harm that we have and help get us out of this cycle we're in long term. 
You can hear more on this in our Faith Under Fire feature online. Find it at familylife.org slash newspodcasts. And this sound means that we're getting closer to Christmas. The Rockefeller Christmas tree was cut down this morning in Vestal, New York, just outside of Binghamton. The 80-foot-tall, 12-ton Norway spruce was donated by the McGinley family. For us to be able to bring joy to millions of people, what a gift and we're really excited to be able to do it. Jackie McGinley says there's a lot of family memories with that tree that's on its way to the Big Apple. Our children have taken most of their first day of school pictures around the tree. Uh, Our dog got sprayed by a skunk that was living under the tree. The tree is being transported to Lower Manhattan on a huge flatbed truck. It'll be hoisted into place on Saturday and lit up Wednesday, November 29th. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are down today. The S&P 500 had its longest winning streak in nearly two years, being positive for the past eight straight days. Disney beating quarterly expectations with revenue coming in short due to a decline in ad revenue. Disney is split into three divisions, entertainment, sports, and experiences with their ESPN Sports division seeing an increase in revenue and operating income. Disney also announcing that it plans to expand its cost-cutting measures to an additional $2 billion. The Hollywood Actors Strike has come to an end. The Actors Union started their strike in mid-July with demands for better wages, working conditions, benefits, and AI use protections. Continuing jobless claim applications coming in higher than the consensus. Weekly initial unemployment claims have decreased. That's slightly lower than the consensus. The S&P 500 sector losses coming from health care and consumer discretionary. Crude oil today closing above $76 a barrel. The Dow lost 220 points, the Nasdaq fell 128, and the S&P 500 was down 35. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Have you ever told one of your teachers thank you? I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. Thanksgiving Day is just two weeks away, and leading up to Thanksgiving, I'm focusing on Colossians 3.15, which says, Be ye thankful. Now, that's about being thankful to God, of course, but by implication, we should be grateful to the people God has used to bless us. So, is there a teacher in your life who had a particular positive impact on you? Perhaps a high school teacher, a college professor, or a Sunday school teacher? If that person is still alive, what a blessing it would be if you called, emailed, or sent a card to say, Thank you. You made a big difference in my life. Your words of thanks are sure to bring that person great joy. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, not one, not two, but three members of the same family were born on the same date in North Dakota. We've got more on that story after weather with Kevin. The call for tonight, the cloud cover breaking to some extent, becoming partly cloudy, low temps, 30s. Tomorrow, some sunshine, high temperatures, mid-40s to the middle 50s. Now for the weekend, chilly. On Saturday, partly sunny and central in eastern Pennsylvania, cloudier elsewhere across our region with a shower or flurry, high temps, 40s, some sun and chilly on Sunday. 
Thank you, Kevin. Finally, at five, three generations of girls in the same family have the same birthday in Bismarck, North Dakota. Seven-pound Tegan Jean Wefner was just born on October 23rd. Just perfect. That just happens to be Tegan's mom's birthday and Tegan's grandmother's birthday. She shares a birthday with me and um, my mom. I was very surprised, yes. Blessed. Very blessed. The mother and daughter have shared birthday parties for 35 years, and now they're excited to add one more cake to the table. person can't ask for anything better. God blessed us. The odds of triple birthdays are 1 in 48 million. And that is the world that we live in for Thursday, the 9th of November. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.